are listening to the Thornapple Valley Church Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Our hope is for you to be encouraged and to connect with God during this message. If you'd like to know more about Thornapple Valley Church, visit tvcweb.com. Well, good morning. Good morning. I'll pay you later. Thank you. Um, hey, just want to welcome you guys. Hey, um, so Pastor Keith is in uh, Delton today preaching live. And uh, so they're like, hey, let's go deep in the bench. We'll get Brian to preach. So here I am. <laughs> here I am. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. <clears throat> I don't have that much money, so yeah, I can't pay you all. And uh, I, I want to just get this out of the way first. Um, and just I know you're all wondering uh, did I get this shirt at Baby Gap? <laughs> no, I did not. Well, maybe I did. Um, but so growing up, uh, I went to church, uh, to a little small church outside of Clarksville. Anybody know where Clarksville, Michigan is? Yeah. Right. Hey, yeah. Yeah. So I grew up, uh, in Clarksville, uh, up to about fifth grade and we went to a church just outside uh, town and it was a small church. And I remember, uh, as a young kid, I would go and we would do music and we would, uh, you know, do the people would talk or whatever. So we'll get time for the message. And as a kid, this is the time where I would just completely tune out, completely, completely disengaged because I know the pastor, the preacher was going to talk about Moses and a 52 week series on Moses again. And I found myself, okay, I don't need to listen. So not that Moses is bad. But what I'm asking as, as, I, as I talk for the next 85 minutes, that you guys would just pay attention because uh, it's some good stuff. Uh, we're in the second week of a series called Chasing the Wind. And we're in the book of Ecclesiastes. And last week we were in Ecclesiastes 1. This week we're going to touch in Ecclesiastes 2. And really it's, it's, it's following Solomon who is looking for uh, fulfillment and meaning in life, but really doesn't find it apart from God. So if I could sum it up for you, and this is kind of what uh, Pastor Jeff talked about last week, is that no matter who you are, no matter where you're from, no matter what you do or accomplish, you're going to die. Okay, there it is. You're going to die. So no matter what you do, we all end up in the same place. Is everybody with me on that? We're all ending up in the same place. So if you missed that message last week uh, with Pastor Jeff, I just encourage you to go to our website, tvcweb.com. You can find it there. You can go to YouTube and find it. You can listen to it on our podcast. Um, but if you're not familiar with the book of Ecclesiastes, this is found in the Old Testament. So if you're not familiar with the Bible, the Bible's in two sections, the Old and the New Testament. So today we're going to be in the Old Testament, and we're going to be in chapter 2, like I said. And what we're going to talk about, and I think that this is really, really important, is the problem with pleasure. The problem with pleasure. So I want to start with a question. What do you want? What do you want? Have you, have, you, have you thought about this lately? Have you pondered this? Um, and if you're like me, what I want, what Brian wants, has changed throughout the years of my life. So 10-year-old Brian wanted to be a farmer. 
I wanted to drive the tractor. I wanted to plant the corn. I wanted to have cows, and I wanted to live the farmer's life. And honestly, to this day, we've got some farmers that go here to TVC. Aren't farmers heroes, though? I love, I love, I just love farmers. Yeah, I, I, I just love being by them, and I'm a little bit jealous because they're living the life that I wanted to live at 10 years old. At 16 years old, 16-year-old uh, Brian wanted to be a rock star and have a super hot girlfriend, okay? That was where I lived, okay? That is what I was going to do. I was going to go, you know, be a rock star, play guitar or whatever, and marry someone super hot. That, those were my, those are my checklists. So... 23-year-old Brian wanted to be a good husband because he had just married his super hot girlfriend, okay? So check, check. The rock star thing never happened, but that's okay. So this is me on my wedding day at 23 years old and my wife, Melissa, and our friends next to us. And uh, I don't know, 23-year-old Brian, <laughs> yeah, he did a protein shake or something, buddy. <laughs> uh, so... 44-year-old Brian, which I'll be in a couple of years, 44-year-old uh, Brian, where I am today, this is what I want. I want my joints to stop hurting. I want my hair to stop turning gray. So I didn't mention this first service, but I'll mention it to you guys. Um, so yesterday, I ran a 5K, all right? Has anybody ran a 5K? Yeah. You think it's short. It is not. And I wouldn't necessarily call myself the cardio type. So it was a stretch. And I'm telling you what, I woke up this morning and felt like I got hit by a bus. I, my legs are bare. I may be up here preaching. I'm going to you know, get a little wobble going. But just know that yesterday, I, I went too far. I went too far. So, so the question is, what do you want? What do you want? And... and what I think what we want really uh, can help us shape uh, really what we value, and we'll talk about that. But by no show of hands, let me just ask this. Who wants a new car like this? <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, any time I preach, any time I speak, I'm always going, I'm always going to go redneck. That's just always just how it's going to go. So who wants the Bigfoot? You know, uh, who wants a new house, a new house like this one? <laughs> this is, this is the best of both worlds. You're going to get the, the new car. You're going to get the new house. And uh, how about a new boat, guys, a new boat? There you go. This, this is a Barry County special yacht right here, people. This is, I mean, I'm pretty sure I got, it's, I'm related to that guy, by the way. I know I am. <laughs> but on a more serious note, you know, maybe you want to change the world. Maybe you want wisdom and knowledge like Solomon wanted. And maybe you simply just want to be remembered like we all do. We all just want to be remembered. So last week in Ecclesiastes 1, we really followed a man who was on a mission to find meaning. He, he, he wanted to get everything out of life. And in chapter 1, realizing that everything in life apart from God is really meaningless. It really is. And this is Solomon speaking. And I'm just going to warn you. I'm going to read through Ecclesiastes 1. That Solomon's a bit of a buzzkill. Okay. And um, 
You may be sitting there and you're asking yourself, okay, we're talking about Solomon. What does a guy who lived thousands and thousands of years ago have to do with me today sitting in a church in Podunk, Michigan? I'm going to tell you that what Solomon wanted in a lot of ways is still what we want today. And the truth still remains the same. So this is what we read last week in Ecclesiastes 1, and I'll read it to you. This is uh, verses 12 through 18, and it says this. I, the teacher, was king over Israel and Jerusalem. I applied my mind to study and to explore by wisdom all that is done under the heavens. What a heavy burden God has laid on mankind. I have seen all things that are done under the sun. All of them, all of them are meaningless, a chasing after the wind. What is crooked cannot be straightened. What is lacking cannot be counted. I said to myself, look, I have increased in wisdom more than anyone who has ruled over Jerusalem before me. I have experienced much wisdom and knowledge. Then I applied myself to the understanding of wisdom and also of madness and folly. But I learned that this too is a chasing after the wind. For with much wisdom comes much sorrow. The more knowledge, the more grief. And this is what Solomon wanted. Solomon wanted more wisdom and knowledge, but he realized something that having those things Apart from God, chasing those things is like chasing the wind. And the truth is that we all here in this room watching online, we all want. We all want something. Is that true? We all want something. And some of it's money or whatever, but I do believe that some of us, most of us, want power. And this is, again, what it says in uh, uh, chapter 1, 12 through 13. It says, this is Solomon. I, the teacher, was the king over Israel and Jerusalem. I applied my mind to study and to explore by wisdom all that is done under the heavens. What a heavy burden God has laid on mankind. And Solomon, who was born into a wealthy family, he had political power. It wasn't enough. Solomon wanted knowledge and wisdom power. Because Solomon believed the more that he understands, the more that he knows, he can control everything. He can control everything and mold it to his will. Does anybody ever think that way? I think sometimes I think that way. If I could just know a little bit more, then I can kind of mold that to how I see it, how I want it. But it really doesn't work that way, which is why he says this in verses 17 through 18. It says, then I applied myself to the understanding of wisdom and also of madness and folly, but I learned that this too is a chasing after the wind. For with much wisdom comes much sorrow, the more knowledge, the more grief. So he discovers that the more he knows, the more aware he is of what he does not know. And he finds himself disappointed he thought these things would bring fulfillment and joy, everlasting joy, just having these things. But he thought he could hack the system, but the system couldn't be hacked. So he's disappointed. Even after getting knowledge and wisdom, he's still disappointed. And he even reaches his goal of having all these things, right? So in verse 16, he says this again. I said to myself, look, I have increased in wisdom more than anyone who has ruled over Jerusalem before me. So He's got this wisdom that he wanted. I have experienced much of wisdom and knowledge. So he did it. 
he increased in wisdom and knowledge. But in verse 18, he realizes that reaching his goal, what he thought it would be, what he thought it would look like, looked very, very different. Because he says this in verse 18, for with much wisdom comes much sorrow. The more knowledge, the more grief. And I think we've all been there. I think we can all relate to this, that getting what we wanted sometimes isn't what we wanted. So maybe it looks like this for you, where you've got a new position at work. You've been working for years and years to achieve this position. And finally, after all of that work, you got it only to come in that day and you realize, wow, this position comes with more responsibility. This position comes with more stress. This position comes with more, uh, more pressure. And you find yourself unfulfilled. So getting what you wanted really wasn't what you wanted. Maybe it's finally you met somebody. You've been praying, you've been asking God, God, I need, a, I need a girlfriend, I need a boyfriend, whatever it is, God, just provide that person. You know, I don't even care if they have all their teeth, just give them, you know, I don't, I just, you know, it's fine, it's fine. Look, so maybe you finally found that one person on eHarmony and you, you finally meet up and you, you, you could finally go on social media and change your, your uh, what is it, your, your status to in a relationship because it's not official until it's on Facebook in a relationship. And then everybody who doesn't care knows. So this is what Solomon is going through. This is what he's going through. And now that Solomon hasn't found, you know, what he wants, what, he, what he's going after, he goes on to the next thing. So he hasn't found it in wisdom. He hasn't found it in pleasure or in, uh, in knowledge. So now he's going to try and find it in pleasure. So this, this is what we want. We want pleasure. We want pleasure. And we enter into chapter 2 in Ecclesiastes, and this is what it says in verse, uh, verses 1 through 3. I said to myself, come now, I will test you with pleasure to find out what is good. But that also proved to be meaningless. Laughter, I said, is madness. And what does pleasure accomplish? I tried cheering myself up with wine. You don't need to raise your hand on that if that's you. And... Embracing folly, my mind still guiding me through the wisdom, and I wanted to see what was good for people to do under the heavens during the few days of their lives. So now Solomon is really upset. He didn't find what he was looking for in wisdom and knowledge. He didn't find what he was looking for in pleasure, which he thought would promise fun and fulfillment, and he would be, you know, happy all the time. What it did was produce a temporary distraction from life. A temporary distraction. And this, this is the problem with pleasure, as Solomon found out. So let me just say, if I could change the word pleasure, I would. It's in the text. I can't, because I know what you're all thinking about when I say pleasure, chocolate. Okay? Yeah, no, some of you all are thinking about sex, so get your mind out of the gutter. So he's upset. That's the problem with pleasure. But that's the American way, right? That's the American way. When it comes to the idea of pleasure and fulfillment, we want things and stuff that will bring that to us. But it's really a temporary pleasure, like he said. And I promise you, it will fade, right? It will fade. 
and that what we want, and I, I can find in my own life, is I want this perpetual pleasure. So where I get something and I like it, and then a little time goes by and it fades, that, that feeling fades away. Can anybody relate to that? Anybody ever got a new car? I mean, it could have even been a new to you car, right? So you get it and you're in it and it's got the GPS, it's got the leather seats, it's, you got heated seats, you know, it smells good. And you're, you're there every day, you're vacuuming that thing out, you're washing it, you know, and two weeks later, oh, it's a disaster. It's a disaster. You know, and you won't even let people in there. It's like a complete mess because you've lost that pleasure, that sense of pleasure. So the other day, I'm with a buddy, and I'm at his in-law's house. And he said, hey, Brian, have you seen my father-in-law's new car? I said, no, I haven't. So he said, let's go out in the garage. I want to show it to you. So we walk out there, and uh, it's a really nice garage. He's got a lot of different cars in there, and he's got one covered up. And I'm looking at it, and, you know, it's, 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 it's looks, I don't know, like it's a nice car. I don't know. There's a cover on it. It could be a station wagon. I don't know. But I, I'm standing there, and they start to take the cover off, and I'm kind of getting excited, like, what, what do we got here? So they take the cover off, only to reveal another cover. So what car needs two covers? I don't know. So the one gets dirty. So they start taking the second one off. And, and I, I'm starting to get excited because I see a red car. I like red cars. So they finally get the cover off, and I'm looking at this car, and it's a 2013 Ferrari. Okay, I step away. <laughs> I don't even want to breathe on this thing. And I said to uh, my buddy's father-in-law, I said, hey, when you, when you got this car, you drove it home, you parked it in the garage, how long did you stare at it? And he chuckles, he goes, stare at it. I slept at it. <laughs> you, <laughs> you slept in the Ferrari. Looking at it, it's a nice car, but I would not sleep in that car. And here's the thing. So even with something as cool as that, that's going to wear off, right? That's going to wear off. That high is going to wear off. And something that we thought was so amazing might not be as amazing. So here's the thing again with pleasure is that pleasure is deceptive. Pleasure is deceptive. We think that one more thing, one more, one more goal in our life is going to bring that happiness and fulfillment, but yet it never comes. It may for a season and for a time, but it will fade. And pleasure, in a lot of ways, is like smoke, right? You can see it, but it fades away. So you buy that one thing, and, and it, you're like, yeah, this is sweet, huh? Yeah, we spare no expense, I tell you what, is. <laughs> Hey, that was an Amazon special. All right, people. <laughs> but this is like pleasure. It's, it's here and then it just fades away and goes away and eventually it's just gone. And once that's gone, we're like, hey, I need the next thing to bring me that pleasure. What could it be? I'm going to buy something. I'm going to do something. And, and it, we're, we're in it again. We're doing it again. Oh, and, And look, here's what we do. See, it starts to fade away. Here's what we do. Because we know it's going to fade away, we try to grab it. We try to grab it. We try to hold on to it. But like smoke, you can't. It's going to fade away. 
It's gonna fade away. And I love this statement by Andy Stanley, and I heard it, and I, I had to write it down. It said, lurking in the shadows of what we want is what we value. I want to say it again. Lurking in the shadows of what we want is what we value. And I think it's so true because what I want is what I value. And sometimes what I want is not what God wants. And, and uh, Paul, the Apostle Paul writes this in 1 Timothy. And uh, I love this. This is uh, chapter 6, 9 through 10. It says this. Those who want to get rich fall into temptation and a trap and into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Some people eager for money have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. And I don't know if that rings true for you, but it rings true for me because sometimes what I want isn't what God wants. Sometimes what I'm chasing after isn't what God wants me to chase after. And some lose faith. Some pierce themselves with many griefs. And this is kind of how credit cards work, right? Everybody's got a credit card. Everybody, you know, it's like, this is how it works. I want that. Hello. Uh, you see that? That's right. That's an illustration there. Um, but look, this, we all, we, we, we take this credit card and we go and we, we go and we try and buy something and we pay for it and we think we need this. And three months later go by and we're still paying on it and the pleasures wore off. So we need the next thing. Only we can't buy the next thing because we're still paying off what we bought three months ago. So here's the thing. When we do these, these, these actions, they bring sadness and they bring regret. Has anybody ever felt that way? Everybody felt that way? You feel that regret after buying something, after doing something you shouldn't have done. And here's what it, here's, I love to say it this way, and I've heard it this way. Regret is the result of unregulated want. Regret is the result of unregulated want. When regret hits us, we think, I wish I could go back in time and not buy what I bought, not said what I said or do what I did. And I struggle with this because I can be impulsive. I can be impulsive with money. I can be impulsive with my emotions. But if it's unregulated, if we don't control it, if we don't put God first, we're going to pierce ourselves with many, many griefs. And you could say it like this. You can put this on a bumper sticker if you want. I had what I wanted, but as a result, I don't have what I want. Because I got what I wanted, which isn't ultimately what I wanted. It's easy to say. You'll remember it. So James, James says this. Uh, it's in... Uh, Four, uh, chapter 4, 1 through 3, what causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You desire, but you don't have, so you kill. You covet because you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask God. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with the wrong motives. Whew. Guilty that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. And that's it. That's it right there. If we're looking for more stuff, more things, we won't find lasting fulfillment 
in joy. For the only thing that can give that to us, now hear me, the only thing is Jesus. Jesus is the answer to our everlasting joy. In the hard times, in the good times, in the struggles, he's there. So Solomon, again, this is what he says in Ecclesiastes 2, 10 through 11. And this is Solomon going all in on this, this seeking pleasure. Like he is just trying to find something. So this is, he's not holding back. This is what he says. I denied myself nothing my eyes desired. I refused my heart no pleasure. My heart took delight in all my labor, and this was the reward for all my toil. Yet when I surveyed all that my hands had done and what I had toiled to achieve, and I get this, everything was meaningless, a chasing after the wind. Nothing was gained under the sun. After all of that, after all of it, nothing was gained under the sun. He didn't find pleasure. He didn't find everlasting joy and fulfillment because it only comes through Jesus. I like to think of it like this. There's me and there's you. There's me and there's you and then there's stuff. Stuff. Stuff that we, we put our faith in. Stuff that we think we need. Stuff that we think we want. And here's what we end up doing is we put us, stuff, and then God. So we put God at the end of the line, God at the end of the bus, and we don't consider what he wants, only what we want. So what if we flip that? What if we let God be the filter for everything in our lives? And we've said me, God, and everything else. Me, God, and everything else. All the stuff. Because without God, everything is meaningless. So we need God. We need his, his, his breath in our lives. We need Jesus. We need his love and his mercy. And if you don't know Jesus this morning, you came in here, you're sitting here, you're watching online. You're like, I don't know Jesus. I've heard of Jesus. Maybe your next step today is to say, you know what? I've been trying to put stuff in front of God. I've been trying to do my own thing. And maybe today your next step is to say, you know what, I wanna surrender my life to you. I wanna give you my heart. I wanna give you everything. I wanna put you in the middle of my life. Maybe that's where you're at today. Maybe a next step for you today is you're a Christ follower. Maybe you need to go home and dust off that Bible that's been sitting there that you haven't read in a while. Maybe you need to download the Bible app and get into God's word. What's your next step? What do you want? What do you want? Is God in the middle of it? Or is it at the end of the line? Is it the end of the bus? And maybe today you need to put them back in the middle. So I would love for you guys, if you're not already, to just read through Ecclesiastes with us. You can, you can scan the barcode that's on the seat backs in front of you. You'll take you right to the Bible plan. If you're online, it's gonna be a QR code. You can scan, you can take you right to the, the Bible plan if you're watching online and just do this with us. But what do you want? What do you want? My challenge to you, my challenge to me this next week is to really think about it. And am I putting God right there in the middle? Is he a part 
of my plan. So what's your next step? The band's gonna play a little bit. There are gonna be some next steps on the screen. And as they do that, just process that, pray about it. And we're gonna worship a little bit more. We got a couple more songs. But God wants you. God wants all of you. He doesn't want part of you. He wants all of you. So let's dive in. Father, we love you. And we know that the only pleasure that's worth chasing after is you. Chasing after your love and your faith. And here's the cool thing, God, is you chase after us. When we run the other way, when we, we, we turn our heads, God, when we stop listening, you're chasing after us, God. And we thank you for that. So now we take a next step. So God, reveal what that could be for us, for me today. And we love you. We worship you in Jesus' name. Let's say it together. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Thornapple Valley Church Podcast. If you found this message encouraging, we invite you to share it. For more information, visit tbcweb.com.